0: week on Erotic Awakening Legacy,
1: Glory Holes, and DDLG. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sex sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as Simply, Simply Fun, Fun Kink.
0: Kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things day and dawn at eroticawakening.com. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Sequential Sex Podcast. Explore erotica and sex as it is depicted in comics, graphic novels, and more. Find out more. At sequentialsexpodcast.com.
1: Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, hey, Dawn. Hi, Dan. How are you this fine motorcyclist day? I'm actually doing good. I wish we had more time to be on the motorcycles, but uh, we did put 100 miles on last night. And it was quite the beautiful ride through the, uh, for those familiar with Ohio, the Hocking Hills area is where we Mm -hmm. ended up. uh, We skimmed the edges of it, I'm sure. (laughs) It'd be a lot curvier and hillier if we got deeper in. (laughs) But we did go
0: through the back towns of Ohio, Uh as well as some twisty,
1: curvy, hoppy... Non-flat roads. Absolutely. And roads that are inhabited by deer yes. in the dark yes, really? at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> that was scary.
0: Another advantage of polyamory, one of our polypod people was mm-hmm. the front runner for the deer patrol.
1: Yes. So, and a lucky thing, because <laughs> he handled that really well.
0: So today on the podcast, we are going to be speaking about legacy, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh And later on the podcast, towards the back end, we'll have a wonderful interview with Abby and and I'm trying to remember, does he use a scene name? Ebo Ebo, is the scene name. And I don't remember on the podcast if he uses the scene name and certainly Abby does not. So we will be speaking with them later in the podcast uh, regarding uh, Daddy Dom little girl relationships, an area we don't know much about, but fortunately they came in to talk to us about that. Nice. But we're going to start off, Don, You had a question of the day regarding the glory holes.
1: I did. So someone wrote me on FET and said, uh, My Alpha is taking me to my first sex party. I'd love to try a glory hole, but we want it to be safe. How would you recommend we go about enjoying the experience safely? So, and I had to reply to her and say, uh, Glory holes aren't so safe. So, um... That's why we haven't done one. I'd love to do a glory hole. Oh my god. Random cocks sticking out of holes. So, so and... start off by describing Oh what's what a glory, glory hole? hole is? <laughs> yes. Uh, pretty much it's that. It's random cocks sticking through holes in the wall. <laughs> so so you don't know who's on the other side, right? It really
0: doesn't sound so appealing depending on how you say that. Really? It depends on the... I, I don't know.
1: male members?
0: No, no. <laughs> I'm thinking more along the lines of I'm walking down the street one day
1: and there's a cock sticking on a wall. No. I don't know oh. what that means. It's usually at a sex club or something like that. So, so,
0: so the one that they have at Kinky College is a... Uh, oh, it's kind of like a eight, box. A f- eight foot tall box, uh-huh. which you could fit a person in the box. Yeah, or two maybe. Back or the back. two, sure. And there's a variety of holes in the box that... Uh, People with penises can shove their penises into the holes and have people on the other side do things to those penises.
1: Yeah, so either you could have someone inside the box and penises from the outside sticking in. Or you could do the opposite, Or the opposite. So I thought it was the opposite, where they would be inside and then sticking their penises out through the holes. But... Either way it would work.
0: So when you put your penis in this hole, you don't really know what's going on on the other side, right? So the- actually, now hopefully, <laughs> it's something uh, nice, it right? Something along the lines of a mouth or a hand doing nice things
1: to your to that cock. Right. But you don't know who it is on the other side. Oh, see, I like this. We're both coming at it from different thoughts. I didn't even think about that. That's because you've got the cock that you would be sticking through the holes. (laughs) You're hoping someone does something nice to it. Whereas me, I want to be on my knees and just have a random cock. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but we haven't done that because we haven't figured out a safe way to do it. Right. Because for us, we do safer sex in such a manner that even for oral We use barriers if it's not someone we're fluid-bonded with. Mm -hmm. So that would mean all the cocks sticking through the holes would have to have condoms on, right? That doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Even if they're flavored, there's just... Plus, you'd have to have that
0: level of control then, right? If you're inside the box, you don't know who's on the outside
1: watching those cocks to make sure that they're properly... Right, right. Well, and if you're the one with the condom, I'm sure you can't just be hard, put on a condom, stick it through the hole and expect it to stay hard. Depends and keep on the, person. the condom on <laughs> depends on the person, you know? So, so to me, it's doable, not the way it is in my fantasy head right. though. So, but the other way would be to just go suck random cock, knowing you're putting yourself in line for an STI. Sure. Now, so, it, depending on the, and we've talked about this in the
0: past, the uh, perspective in the BDSM realm is that that would be considered
1: very risky? Yes.
0: In swinger land, it's often not valued or not considered valued to use protection for oral.
1: Yeah, which confuses me because you can get anything oral that you can get with intercourse. The
0: um, how you would get it's different. The statistical chances of getting is different, but still, yes. it is. R- Risky enough behavior that we've decided that that's not a good idea for
1: us. Right. Right. So unfortunately, because like I said, it's hot, hot, hot. I'd love to have you take me to a sex club and just line me up at a glory sure. hole. And I just, yeah. <laughs> so really what it depends
0: on then is the, the, what did you consider safe to start with? Mm-hmm. If you're willing to accept the uh, STI risk, mm-hmm. the sexually transmitted infections risk, then what are the other safety factors that you have to keep in mind? Um, yeah, there's the tricky bit, right? What's yeah. left, you know, it's a matter of, um, who's in that box, you know, mm-hmm. you, if you happen to be someone who is very, has a very strong preference for one gender or the other, you don't know. Right. Or in fact, what's on the other side of that. That box.
1: is true. You don't know what lips are wrapped around your cock. And if you watch do the, you care, but that's beside right. The but point if, that. and if
0: you're watching the person go in there, then, you know, what's it's not
1: really the glory hole experience. Right. Now so. it might
0: be the opposite, right? You might be the one, the person that wants to be in the box.
1: Receiving or giving? Receiving. No, no, giving, giving, giving. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. I don't know. I mean you you're, you're really limited at that point on
0: what you are. Concerned. So yeah. just go for it. If you're willing to accept the risk of the STIs, then you just go for it and experience it. Right. Uh, for us, we've decided that we're not willing to accept those risks of STIs, and we'll just have Mainly to do Mainly
1: because off. our polypod's so big. So here's the only
0: other way you could do that. And you and I could certainly do this. Oh, okay. We could have all of our potty, polypod, everybody that we're fluid bonded with, uh-huh. show up at the same event. And everybody has to put on blindfolds, and somebody gets in the glory hole box, and everybody else gets to use that person.
1: So, okay, so wait. From but, but you, a But you've... Mention inside the glory box could be two is the a different right, so, way. So which which well, we'll do who's going in the glory box? We're gonna take we'll get rid of the box, right? Okay. We've got
0: everybody in our little polypod. Yeah. Everybody puts on blindfolds. Yeah. One person gets in the middle, and then can walk or can crawl around and give to everybody else. That one person who's in the middle give
1: oral yeah or give cock. Give orals to everyone else. So like if, all right, so let's say I was the one chosen. I've got a blindfold on. I could just kneel in the middle of the room, right? Yeah. And then people just come up to me and use me. But the flip side is everybody else is also blindfolded. So we don't know who's in the middle. Uh, and you don't know who
0: you're giving to. It's a double blind, as the kids sit Oh, said.
1: so you'd have to have someone else involved as well. Kind of a ringleader yeah. so that people wouldn't
0: go wandering around and bouncing into people so that people would know that they have been
1: picked to go into the middle. Right, right. <laughs> Let's get back. <mad.
0: laughs> as the ringleader? Yes. As the ringleader. Yes, she would quite enjoy that. <laughs> the whole downside to this whole thing is most of our... All but me. No, not all, but you. Most of our polypod is uh, pretty, at best, heteroflexible.
1: Right. But hetero for the most parts. Oh, we we'll have to talk later. Who else is not? So, because as far as I know, I'm the only one that's by.
0: I think you should think about some of the polypod encounters you've had, perhaps. They don't label themselves as Ugh. bi, but no, okay, we can label I understand ourselves.
1: what you're saying. Okay, I figured no, that we one out. We definitely have bi-part- bi people in our polypod. On the extended, yeah, on the extended. Oh, no, even on, yeah. the in, in, on the direct. Okay, we're going to have to do the map again. Yes, we will. I, <laughs> we need I, to do the, poly, the polycule whiteboard. <laughs> yeah, the polycule whiteboard. All right,
0: so there's, there's the, your glory hole options for you.
1: Still Um, sounds like fun. And, you know, I did get a chance to experience something kind of close to that with that objectification room, Mm -hmm. you know, where um, you were – the room was set up in such a way that you couldn't see who was touching you or who you were touching. But they had the condom police there. So, you know, they had people that that, um, their specific job was to make sure that gloves and condoms and barriers were used Mm -hmm. with any interaction. And that was really – that was actually fucking hot. So it can be done. Absolutely. So it can be done. There you go.
0: If you've given it a try and you can tell us how to do it successfully and safely. And safely, head over to the comment form on the Erotic Awakening website. There you'll find other ways to contact us as well as where we'll be presenting past podcast episodes, link to our newsletter and other stuff. Nice. You can also follow us on FetLife. I thought you were jumping that in. No, you crossed it out on, on the note.
1: So find I <laughs> us as the owners of the Fet Group, Erotic Awakening. So nice. And actually, a lot of people just email us. So you can just email us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. See, I, I had mailed that, scratched that I saw out. that one, but go that's the only come. one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go.
0: Um, as, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that the official provider of graphic porn is is Johnny Jackhammer. Johnny Mm -hmm. Jackhammer recently has a new podcast. And I tell you, I I subscribe to way too many podcasts. Uh, And there's a lot of good ones out there. And there's a lot of ones that are not as good. Mm -hmm. One of the things I look for is that the person actually gives a shit what they're talking about. That they're passionate about what they're talking about. Right. The Sequential Sex Podcast is where our host, Johnny Jackhammer, will talk briefly about a variety of things that, uh, to explore erotica and sex depicted in comics, graphic novels, and more. Sequential Sex, www.sequentialsex.com, I think, is the website. Boy, I tell you, Johnny, yeah. we're gonna make a much better reading of that the next time. But the point of that is, he's very passionate about it. You can tell about it. You can tell that in his, um, podcast, that he's not just talking about something of that he came across one day, but something mm-hmm. that he's actually genuinely interested in. genuinely you know, he'll talk about things he likes, he doesn't like, things that could be better, things that... And you can just tell in somebody's voice when they're talking about something that they're really big... Like mm-hmm. like when somebody talks about bacon, you know, it's that... Oh, uh, yeah.
1: Sort of thing. <laughs> so well, I'm going to have to take a listen to it, because I've enjoyed the graphic novels <laughs> that he that he's, has sent my way, so... That's just awesome. I'm going to have to go look at Beauty and the Beast again. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, what else we got going on before well, we get into our uh, uh, next bits? We um, do have
1: some new subscribers to the newsletter. So we have Simon D. from British Columbia. Danica from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Christy from Columbus, Ohio, our very own Columbus, Ohio. And I just met two Christies yesterday, so it could be either one of them or a 100 other different people. <laughs> And Moon Lira from South Africa. Nice. So we're well, international again.
0: All new podcast s- newsletter subscribers to the mm-hmm. doesn't really get sent out often newsletter. So we're trying to get better at it, but we'll see. No, we're not. <laughs> Feel free to subscribe. We don't send it out very often. <laughs> Other than that, I guess I should mention that and uh, just really quickly, and that's it. We have a ton of stuff to talk about we will not talk about on this episode just because we have so much to talk about. I do want to mention this is your last opportunity to buy early bird tickets for the Beyond the Love Polyamory Summer Summit event coming up in December, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Head over to beyondlove.org. Three days of polyamory. Learn those relationship skills that makes
1: polyamory more fun than work. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great event. And we sell out every year. So absolutely jump on that early bird special. So like Dan said, just a couple of days left on that. So, um, I did want to mention, so we're not going to have time to talk about the poly retreat, are we? No. Okay. So, but I did want to mention that, um, Stephanie from Hawaii sent us, uh, pictures of tentacle jewelry. So that was kind of. All the way from you, Hawaii. Yeah. Did you, did you add that to, to my Christmas list? <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to head over there and pick it up personally as a matter uh-huh, of fact. Okay. Nice. Nice.
0: And uh, before we get into anything else, uh, actually, let's just get into something else, Don. So here's fun. Here's a fun uh, interesting thing. okay. as you know, uh, and and we have very limited amount of time left to talk today. As you know, recently we so you and I became you and I became joined
1: the community mm-hmm. about eighteen years ago. Oh, well, and today is actually our anniversary. Of 19 years ago, our first interview, our first DS interview, okay, to see if we could even take our friendship from friendship to power exchange. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 18, 19 years. Do you think that's going to work out? I I, I think so. I, I think I think we're just about. Getting there. So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. So, we've been involved in the community
0: for about 18 years. And when we say involved in the community, we don't mean like some online thing. I mean, we've been actively participating with other human beings in our local community.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whether you're a fan of community or not, doesn't matter. Just telling you what we've given you a little background to what this is about. We recently found out that one of those people from the beginning um, mm. passed away. Yes. That actually makes five people. From earlier in our – in the beginning of when we got started, of th- from across three different groups that either t- – uh, two of them that existed, one that you and I helped co-found, that major players in that group have passed away. Yeah, yeah. The point of that being, what do you think at the end – well, let me have a, another little tie-in to this. Mm-hmm. Recently, I listened to episode 22 of the Passion and Power podcast. Okay. Passion and Power? Power and Passion. I'll have to get the exact um, name of that. That podcast. Um, the reason that's interesting that I listened to episode twenty two was episode the gap between episode nineteen and episode twenty two, and actually I think it's between like twenty and twenty one and twenty one and twenty two is some like five years. Wow! And the reason for that is if you've been listening to our podcast since way 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 long ago. We did an interview with a guy named Flagg who yes. did a book called Fork Tongue. Yes. He was part of the Passion and Power podcast. Got it. Got it. Okay. And he passed away a long time ago. Well, a good four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Hence, that podcast took a fairly decent hiatus. So, the point to that being, all that's to say, Don, when you pass away, because you will, because welcome to being a human being. In your We've little, all got the same
1: end game. Yep. What will be your legacy? What would be my legacy? Well, we've actually done a lot of stuff, right? So is it going to be the podcast? Is it going to be the book, Living a Mess? Is it going to be, well, people have to memorize our names now because we want a title. <laughs> That's true. Right? Is it the granddaughter? Mmm. You know? I don't know. I don't know what we'll be remembered for. I'd like to be remembered for all the mentoring and the workshops and the teaching and all the ways that we help people, you know, on their path. So, you know, like the retreat that I did over the weekend, I'm in touch with these people because, you know, they liked what I had to say when we had conversations and things Mm -hmm. like that. And they liked the tools that I shared. And, you know, so I don't know. Is it the space? I don't know. What do you think?
0: Well, uh, so first off, powerinpractice.com. The podcast that I was referring to is Power in Practice. I said nine other things. (laughs) None of them correct. (laughs) Hopefully that won't be my legacy that I can't remember that podcast. (laughs) Uh, Interesting. You're right, though. In our situation, we happen to be, we will have a a book that outlasts us. Right. We have a podcast that's going to outlast us. Right. But I don't, and I think those things are both of value. Right. And when I say a book, I'm talking about living a mess, not the other one, which I don't really. That's not really part of our legacy. That's just right. some erotica that we wrote. That was just fun. Yeah. It has some, a little bit of good advice in it. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's just for fun. Bless you. Excuse me. Um, It's a really interesting question. And I – and. I don't really know the answer to it, right? We don't know the answer to it. We don't know what the significant thing is. Right. And, and oh, podcast listener, maybe you've never written a book or done a podcast, but that's not your legacy either. Those don't really matter either, right? Mm-hmm. I hope that my legacy is more along the lines of – so at Kinky and Geeky last Friday um, – I ended up watching The Door for a little bit, and we had a couple people who just hung out for a little bit up front, Mm -hmm. right? They weren't playing games, weren't playing in the dungeon, just hanging out. That's why I like to do The Door. (laughs) And, you know, general banter, but for a a little bit, there's these moments of depth, these Mm -hmm. moments of this is the true me. This is the authentic person I am, and I'm willing to share that with you, right? Mm -hmm. So hopefully part of my legacy is... uh, Dan was willing to listen to me mm-hmm. when I needed to be heard or when I wanted to be heard. Yeah. You know, because the number of things I've stuck my dick in is not – a. Is, who cares? Right. Right? I mean – I
1: care, but no, I, I care.
0: <laughs> but from a perspective of when it's all said and mm-hmm. done, right, who cares, right? This is, you know, one of the things I think about, you know, and, and I – it's not my place to say you're a judge, blah, 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 but – Will your legacy be? Oh, I, you know, when we think about that, oh yeah, that person. Oh, they were the one who was really snarky on FetLife, right? They right. were the one that always had a mean comment to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we look at people like, and and I don't want to. As we were talking about these person who died, I, and the reason this comes up is right when I had to tell somebody this so and so person dies. Right, they'll say, you know, a lot of our friends are like halfway. You know, they weren't around back then. So they'd say, wait, I'm not sure who that person is. And right. how do you describe them, right? Right. Um, you know, you know. oh, they're the persons that, that – remember that big drama thing that happened? They were them that instigated that, right? Is that the legacy that we want to leave behind? Um,
1: at, at least with the one that just passed, um, I found out on Facebook and um, because the person that found out didn't know how to contact everyone. So she knew if she put it on Facebook that we'd all see it. And it was actually really neat to see people respond to that going, oh, man, that sucks. You know, that person took this photo of me. my favorite photo of me is from that person. You know, for us, we can say that person took the picture that's on our first book. Yeah. You know, we've got she awarded us the huge copy of it that's on our bedroom wall, Mm -hmm. you know, so things like that. And, you know, so what. It can be something that little that is your legacy. Yeah, and and that's that's certainly part of it, right? right. They gifted us <laughs> that mm-hmm. photo that's on our wall, right? And
0: part of the legacy, you know, part of it that I've got to live with now is about four years ago we ended up with a little bit at ends with this person, mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't like a big deal, no. But I never resolved it. I never reached out oh. to that person and right. said, you know. We've got 18 years of history, or at this, 14 years of history, and we've had this impasse, and I understand that you're upset about this impasse. What can we do to resolve that? What I did was, I got that far, mm-hmm. and I just let, as a matter of fact, I don't know that I got that far. I just let it go. I was like, yeah. you know what, if they want to be uptight about that, that's not my problem. Right. Um, so there you go. Boy, what a depressing podcast.
1: Oh, I don't know, but... Yeah, it is. is it, <laughs> I you know, don't want to admit that it is, but it doesn't have to be.
0: Yeah, it is much like the um, the the saying that goes, from the moment you're born, you get closer to dying. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't have to be a negative thing. What Mm-mm. it should be is a positive motivator to say, all right, you know, knowing I've got this limited amount of time, how am I going to use that time? What do I want? You know, and it's not about... What is my legacy going to be so I'm remembered well? Right. But more so that on, you know, if I think to myself on my, if I have the opportunity on a deathbed to look back and say, did I spend my time in a way that I appreciate, that, that, that does value to the world, that's of, that skillful, that's, mm-hmm.
1: you know. Hmm. And I think that's why I'm looking at taking the next step that I am in a totally different career path. hmm you know, I think part of that is the whole, what can I give back and how can I help people? Yeah. And I'm really thinking about it. We'll we'll see how that goes. Because what I'm looking at probably doesn't make a lot of money, you know, but it feels like I'm giving back. And, and, and to turn it back with that in mind, to turn
0: it back to the fact that we're doing a, a kink-based podcast, an alternative lifestyle podcast right now, mm-hmm. right? For us, that legacy is directly tied into... The alternative lifestyle whether you consider the the polyamory aspect or mm-hmm. the kink or alt sex or whatever it is right i i um think to myself on occasion and, and long-time listeners know that I, I one of the many weirdnesses about me is that i'm a buddhist monk and that you're a clergy mm-hmm. right who's going to do that funeral for that leather mm. master or that that kinky person or that polypod, right? Right. We both have that opportunity to be that person. Mm-hmm. Who's going to marry those two trans women? Right. You mm-hmm. know, you've had that opportunity to I be that I have had that. Uh, that was, that right? was amazing. Mm-hmm. And that, I hope, is, you know, that's the important part of the legacy for me, yeah. right? It's that we are facilitating other people's happiness that often, as alternative as non-standard humans, you know, may not have that opportunity otherwise to do, right? Just creating the space. Right. You know, having a place that people
1: can come and be whoever the f- fish they are, <laughs> right? So, like yesterday, right? Yesterday was amazing. I did a kaddish BDSM. Mm-hmm. Seven people showed up. Four had never been here before. Three flogged for the first time, right? Neat. So I get to flog three different people for the first time. They went off to the side and had other people take pictures of their pink backs from being flogged, you know, smiles and excitement. And then one other person was having issues with her emotions. So she wanted to know if I could do a cleansing with her. So at the end, yeah, I hadn't hadn't even had a chance to tell you this, you know, so at the end, after everybody had filed out, um, before she went home to Kentucky, I had her sit in a chair and did a cleansing with her and she's trying to pay me. And I'm like, no, no, (laughs) please don't. This is, I am charged up from this workshop. I have this extra energy, you know, you're doing me a favor as well. And, um, not that I don't charge sometimes, but still, you know, and it's just kind of neat to see everybody walk out with a smile on their Mm -hmm. face, you know, and to give them new experiences and just, you're right. I like helping to be the facilitator of other people's happiness.
0: And, and that makes it really challenging for from a space perspective. And we don't mm-hmm. need to go down this path at the moment, but, you know, the space is we have a tremendous uh, <laughs> not bite-sized rent that we have to pay yes. every month. And other utilities, right? So finding that balance between helping people find their bliss and paying the paying water the bill. bills. <laughs> yeah. But we won't we'll go down that path for now. So there you go. There's, what's your legacy? Uh, And of course, everybody's got to answer that question for themselves. You know, like, and we didn't even get into the whole child rearing thing and the things that we Mm -hmm. don't even know, right? Uh, Presenting, you know, the times that people walk up to us after we're presenting and say, wow, that really touched me. And the times they don't do that. Right. Right. So there you go. Oh, something to think about. Don, did you know that the... Our death podcast is better than yours. Podcast is higher rated than Erotic Awakening. <gasps> Say it isn't so. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you listen. Or-, or just tell your friends. Position of power. The position of power is an important thing. Matter of fact, my position of power is I've already hit record.
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So. Here we are on the Erotic Awakening podcast today. We are uh, interviewing Gary and Abby. You guys have a, a relationship which I know nearly nothing about, this oh, style fun. of relationship. So um, there's all a bunch of these letters. There are D's and L's yes. and G's. Tell me, first off, how, what sort of relationship do you guys have? How do you label it? What is the label?
2: Um, Daddy Dom Little Girl is our main uh, qualifier. It. Some people might define what we do differently, but that's how we define it.
0: And, and in Ebo or Gary, as you prefer to be called, see now I screwed it up and stuff <laughs> No um, worries. You said something to me right before the podcast started that even made me even more confused about this style of relationship. You said that, it can we bring up our power exchange? I assume that this is a power exchange dynamic. Is that not the case all the time?
2: For us, yes. Not for everybody.
3: Yeah, I mean, we definitely have power exchange. Um, I mean, I consider myself to be a daddy um, I, Daddy Dom is the term that most people use. I consider myself to be more of a daddy master. Um, I was trying to come up with a word. Um, dastardy is what I came <laughs> up with, uh, trying to combine the two words. Dastardy. Um, but uh, obviously it's not going to catch on. But, um, yeah, I consider myself to be more of a daddy master rather than Daddy Dom because I'm not really a dom so much more as a master.
0: So what is it? if it, But a daddy dom by... Is a daddy dom relationship not necessarily a power exchange relationship, or is a dom as in just a scene top?
2: Uh, scene top generally I, is.
3: I mean, for some people, it's more of a, it's more of maybe like a you know like a dom sub relationship where they would have like a you know a normal relationship, a normal loving relationship where it's dom sub and there's and it's maybe it's only bedroom. Yeah. But you know they have they have the little big component.
0: Well, let's let's walk down that perspective. Then are you guys? bedroom only? Is this a bedroom thing? Is it a sex thing?
2: Um, there's not really sex involved in the littleness. I can't think of any time that it really has... Well, that depends on how you define sex. Um, not to get into that, but there are sexual components that have come up, but for the most part, it is quite quote-unquote innocent in its manifestation of littleness. Um, so, to make that not sound highfalutin, um It walks itself out as I'm sitting there with crayons and a coloring book and Regina or whoever is with me because we have a fourth podcaster, uh, Purple Panda, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, she decided to come along, but it looks like me coloring and watching Sophia the First Mm -hmm. in a unicorn outfit and that is, it doesn't always have sexual components is the easiest way to say it. It generally
3: doesn't. Yeah, usually, there's not a sexual component to our, um, to our, um, I guess the
2: littleness, the
3: littleness. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't, we wouldn't really call it age play so much as just like, I mean,
2: well, it's still technically age play. I, mean, it's yeah, just, I
3: guess technically it's age play. It's um, just
2: not dark age play, which right. is a whole different. That's when sex comes into it.
3: Right. Okay. I mean, and before I met her, I've talked to a few, talked to and met a few different littles. Um, some littles are. Very much just the kind who want to color and don't want to have like any kind of like sexual relationship whatsoever, Mm -hmm. they just want to have a a daddy little relationship where you're the daddy, they're the little, and there's no sexual component to your relationship whatsoever. And then there are ones that I've talked to, and they've said things like, Oh, I want daddy to teach me how to have how to get blowjobs, right? I want daddy to instruct me, instruct his little girl on how to give him blowjobs because I don't know how because I've never had sex before and I'm just a little girl and I need to learn how to give blowjobs and to me, that's... I'm not a fan. Everyone gets to have their kink. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a fan.
0: Okay. So, when you guys say that there's this... So, what's the daddy aspect to it?
3: It's more of just a caring type, caring, nurturing type thing and I know that every... I mean, every dom, every master has a caring, nurturing thing because, as we know, at least, I mean, from when I've talked to you before, um, there's always, um, with, with the master thing, there's usually the hierarchy of the slave's needs come before the master's needs or the master's wants. So the hierarchy that I follow, anyway, is slave's needs, master's needs, master's wants, slave's wants. Um, so, usually there's some sort of component of caring and nurturing inherent in a master slave relationship anyway a daddy relationship takes a little farther a little more cuddly a little more a little softer i suppose maybe she gets away with more shit than um <laughs> mm-hmm. than a normal slave would she's a little more back talky she's a little more bratty. Um,
2: <laughs> I'm just thinking of mean- last night
3: that doesn't mean that she doesn't get punishment. The punishments sometimes are different, you know. She gets to stand in the corner yeah. and um, write lines and do, you know, some things that are more kind of geared towards a little type person. Um, sometimes when she has to stand in the corner, she has to hold a coin with her nose against the wall if she's been especially bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the time just, you know, gears up.
0: Well, so let's talk about that one. I, in my pers- mm-hmm. my perspective of if I... I could picture that certainly as a little, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when daddy says, go stand in the corner with a coin on your nose, don't, wouldn't be appropriate, (laughs) wouldn't a little often respond with no Yeah, and stomp your foot and say, no, I'm not going to.
2: Yeah. That's part of the whole, I don't want to say game, but that's part of the whole dynamic is Mm -hmm. I'm going to, anything that you would expect someone of that age to do is on, is on target. It's it's on limits. Like you can generally do that thing. If it's within that realm of the right age bracket.
0: In your opinion, what is your bio age? Um, That's probably not an opinion. That's probably a statement of fact.
2: Um, bio age. I'm 22. Okay. And emotional age, a little, little age. I would say like six,
0: but what is your, your overall emotional age?
2: Emotional age. (laughs) Um, I I don't know how you mean the question. Well,
0: I mean, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you consider yourself a mature 22 year old? But then you flip a switch and you get yeah. to be a six year old. Yeah. Why bother with the switch? What's wrong with being a mature 22 year old?
2: Um, I mean, on the technical side, I mean, I have anxiety and depression and a bunch of and ADHD. So there's a there's a big Plus, to going into that mindset of I don't have the responsibilities of a twenty-two year old, okay. so it's a it's a confined space in which I don't have to care about exams or about work or about anything else that a twenty-two year old has to care about. I don't mm-hmm. have to care about student loans or um, getting to class on time or doing my job well. I just get to color and watch cartoons, and okay. there's there's nothing else that goes into my into my little world. Really.
0: Okay. So Gary, you got is this, is is Abby your your primary partner?
3: Yes. Okay. Yes. We, we are polyamorous as well. That should definitely be mentioned. <laughs> so,
0: okay. Uh, are you I'm curious why that definitely should be mentioned. Are you Why well, I, mean, I with just me?
3: I, well, I just think that, just think <laughs> that I mean, we time. are here well, you said primary partner so I figured that that would be a good time to Okay, to Fair mention that as well. So. <laughs>
0: so and your uh, your bio age is over 22.
3: It's 45.
0: Okay. So, do you find being a 45-year-old daddy, does it, isn't it just taxing having a 6-year-old running around? I mean, I kicked mine out a long time ago, and I couldn't be happier.
3: Well, I've never had an actual child okay, of my own, so I've never raised a child. So, hell yeah, it can be taxing. It can be taxing have a 22, having a 22-year-old <laughs> wife. Sure. Um, but then again, sometimes my mental age is 22. Sometimes my mental age is 7 you know, depending upon the time, you know, sometimes I'm freaking out myself. Um, normally I try and keep it around, say 35. (laughs) Um, that's not always easy. I mean, I love to play video games, you know, I love to, I love to shirk responsibility as much as the next person does, you know? Um, so, but you know, I mean, I love her and I love to take care of her as best as I can. Um, in the situation that we're in in our personal lives um so when she needs to go into her six year old mode i love to be there for her in any way that i can Mm -hmm. and it definitely flips it on its head as far as service in a master slave relationship goes because then i'm sort of taking care of her although it's not like i'm not running and getting her like you know chocolate or you know Whatever she needs, I'm not going and getting her candy. She still has to go get her own candy and stuff. But um, you know, um, she still she still takes care of herself and her personal needs like that, even when she's in that because she normally gets herself all ready to go. Okay, like when she's having tea with her stuffies or whatever, mm-hmm. she normally gets herself all ready to go. But um, I mean, I'm there for her usually when we're when she's in her, her little time.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have people respond? to the relationship with, well, how do they respond?
2: Um, The only, because I am still not completely comfortable with it because of a specific um, instance where, we back when we had the room, um, MPNC, we had a class on dirty talk, and someone that I I highly respect um, within the scene um, said the presenter had two pieces of paper of one words that are hot words that are not hot mm-hmm. and someone this person said daddy was not a hot word and that in my head was like oh wait so i'm in the kink world but not everybody likes my kink what does that mean mm-hmm. so i'm still i'm still dealing with that little bit of okay so what does that mean for when i go to big events does that mean that i'm allowed to do the things that i do at home in front of other people or will it squick them out? Mm-hmm. So that, and in every, in that scenario, I don't think that person was just answering for themselves. It was not a, it was not a judgment on me. It was someone asked a question, they responded. Mm-hmm. And I think that individual would never even friggin' know that that had any effect on me, but it still did. And going forward, no one said anything. So it was, there's only been one instance of something happening and it was even, it wasn't even directed at us.
0: So in general, you don't find people are, are to use your, in general, people aren't squigged out by it.
2: No, not that I've seen. Not that I, I, I've seen more of the like parental, like, oh, aren't the littles cute kind of mm-hmm. response that more than anything else.
3: Okay. But she also, because of that one thing, she's let that tunnel into her brain and so she's very reluctant to bring her little part yeah. out in public um, at events. So, I mean, we just got this little caller. Um, and she, she's she's getting a little better about bringing her little part out um, at big events. Um, but there aren't really m- many events. There haven't been many events that are more little geared or have much little, just other than Little Miss Cope. Like, that's the only real thing at any big event that has any anything geared towards littles. Yeah. So... But she's just trying to bring a little bit of her little out at a time, at yeah. places, and she's just getting more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So where I've tried to encourage her to bring it out as much as possible, I'm trying to push her out the door and be like, here, bring out your little, bring out your little, bring yeah. out your little. Right.
0: How about so. from the other perspective, though? I mean, have you gotten any responses to, as you, you mentioned, you're a few, olders, a few years older than Abby. Have you gotten any responses to that to say, oh, geez, that's not right. You should find people your own age or... Well, I mean Something some, like
3: that. Some people seem to, you know react that weirdly, but we we just explained to people the 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 age difference and, and, you know, how the family reacted or whatever, how her family reacted and the reasoning behind it, the fact that her parents are old enough to or the same age as my parents. Um, even okay. though we have an age difference and uh Yeah. So she was raised around people older than her, and so that's why she likes people older than her. And I've never had a kid, so it doesn't behoove me to go looking for like 45-year-old women if I still want to have a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not usually I, of my own. <laughs> right. It's not usually, you know, the the crowd that's like, hey, I want to pop out another kid. <laughs> so, um, and I've been married once to someone my own age, so, and I I, I like her. Yeah. So that's not that's that's a big part of it. I like this woman. I love this woman, and she's my wife. And um, so that's, I really don't give a damn.
0: What's 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 sitting around at home look like for you guys?
2: Um, I mean, beyond the whole, it looks like everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I. I recently got a unicorn costume, which is really fun, mm-hmm. and I will put that on a lot, even if I'm not in little, little space, uh-huh. I will still put that on and be happy in that, um, in that, in my own little space that isn't exactly little, but it's still kind of little. Mm-hmm. Um, It looks a lot like, uh, it looks a lot like normal quote-unquote MS in some aspects, and then it also looks like... Uh, for instance, I love Tangled, the original Disney movie, and the t- now they have a TV show. so the other night we found out that there were new episodes, so we had to we had to watch them mm-hmm. automatically it wasn 't a question of okay well when when you're later, when you 're in little space or whatever it 's just like, oh no, now now right. it 's time for Tangled
3: right and she doesn 't have to be in little space to do those things. Um, she likes there's plenty of women who like Disney movies and Disney Princess things that aren 't littles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not like, and it's not like they're, they're, there's, you know, they have to be in little mode to do that. So she doesn't have to be in little mode to want to see, to watch Moana. Yeah. Um, You know, and I'll happily watch Moana with her because I like it and I'm kind of a big wuss plenty of times and I'll start (laughs) crying during movies. I mean, I, I'm not ashamed to say that. Um, You know, I cry during commercials. I do too so i mean i'm 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 a sensitive type you know r m s is um it's r m s you know that we we do what we do um we're constantly working on it we have a
0: caller from... who's calling in <laughs> about this right now let's find out what they want yeah oh, have to chop we'll that from Nunes, <laughs> no problem we'll chop we'll that up from oh my Nunes, god on the spaces, Um, They are probably about ten minutes from wrapping that one up, I'm afraid. It started at seven tonight. Okay, yep, absolutely. Uh, every first Monday of the month. Okay. Yep, bye-bye.
3: There a mute button on that? That is so. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, we can chop that out.
2: Okay.
0: That'll give me a spike to look for. I have no clue where we were.
3: <laughs> um we were talking about um what
2: our day to day life looks like. Day to day life.
0: life and, and we talked about movies and crying out. I was just TV mentioning RMS
3: is RMS and Yeah,
2: and we use we use the two interchangeably of DDLG and MS. Because like well it's hard to define it as just one thing, but it's it's kind of like looking at MS as an umbrella mm-hmm. and then within MS there are like those little things that come down and, I don't know, it's it's just a flavor of
3: MS, okay. I guess would be and the best way to put it. And like back to like the punishment thing that we were talking about before with the standing in the corner, back when we first started, um, you know, we tried the, the spanking punishment thing and that didn't work so well because she just likes to be punished, she just likes to be spanked, <laughs> so she was just being bad to get spanked, so that wasn't working, so that stopped like, you know, yeah. pretty soon. Um, so now it's the corner thing, and remember, you were saying you mentioned the thing about Bratz saying no or Lily mm-hmm. saying no. Um, we have a policy worked out where she gets one no. The second no is punishable. Is the punish if she's saying no to a punishment or and no to anything actually? Um, the second no is always when the punishment starts. If she's saying no to a punishment, that punishment transforms and. If her punishment is corner time, and she says no to the corner time, then that then the time gets higher. And if she says no again, that's when that corner time goes away, and immediately it's hand on the hair, she's down on her knees on the floor, and I'm making her tell me what she is. Mm-hmm. She's is slave. At that point in time, she's telling me she's slave, and she's going to sit there on the floor on her knees until she realizes what her place is. So it snaps out of little punishment in the corner down to on your knees, and you need to tell me who you are. Okay. So we've, we've found that that's the best reinforcement there. And you take it out of this thing and move it into this thing, because clearly you've forgotten what you actually are at the core of everything, and that is you are a slave.
2: Okay. It's kind of like a strawberry covered in chocolate. The DDLG is the chocolate, and the MS is the strawberry.
0: Okay. Yeah. What? How? So finish this sentence for me, either one of you. The joy of DDLG relationships is cuz it's not hot sex. No. Right? There may be hot sex, but it's not the core of the relationship. It's not service, my perception. What is uh, it?
3: It's the soft snuggles and cuddles. Okay. It's the it's the it's the it's those smiles that <laughs> she just gave me. Um it's the it's that happy look that she gets of joy, the pure the pure joy that you get from a child's face when they get that wonderment, that happiness, that
2: yeah, it's the child. It's being able to be innocent and not have to worry about all of the shit that goes on in the in the real world. Okay. Um. So like, there is this int- entwined like um, like base level, because this is how our relationship works out where I get, I get to be innocent. I get to be, um, childlike for lack of a better term. It's so hard to talk about this honestly, without feeling, not feeling bad about it, but tiptoeing around Mm -hmm. the, the obvious of, okay, so is this pedophilia? No, that's not what this is. This is two consenting adults. And unfortunately, the verbiage sounds similar sometimes.
3: I think, that, I think that the key takeaway is that what it allows us to do is something that every single human being should be able to do. And that's it allows us to tap into the joy that we experienced as children, which is something that every single one of us should be able to do. Because if we can tap into that joy and wonderment that we felt as children then that's something that refreshes us as adults. To be able to go back to that childlike wonderment, it makes all the cynicism and heaviness that we feel as adults on a day-to-day basis, it makes it, it somehow, it makes it, it refreshes us and makes it so we can deal with that just a little better.
0: Hmm. So let's say my podcast listeners are saying, Whoa, I want some of this. This sounds great. Where do you go for more information? Who are the, who the, the uh, experts? In this realm,
2: there's one book that I know of. There, there are a couple books out there. There's one that's just um, age play. I can't remember. There are a couple just that say age play on them. One I know Lee Harrington helped out with uh, one of those. I can't remember the author of the other one. It has. Um, I think the tagline is "Diapers to Diplomas" is okay. what is what I think it is. And then there's the Big Book of Littles. And that came out, I think, this year or last year. It's on Amazon, like, Kindle Unlimited for free, actually. And that author, whoever that is, did another book on H-Play as well. I don't know what book that was, but there are books out there. There are groups on FED. There's um, DDLG Forum, um, which is its own separate website. Um, I think it's DDLGForum.com or something along those lines. So that's that's the best way. There's I don't know of any presenters or anything like that. I know that there are authors though.
3: I'm sure that I'm sure that Lee probably has some classes on it. Um because Lee has classes about everything. But I know that <laughs> Lee definitely has a book about it and we all know Lee is wonderful. So, um but That um, would be uh, Lee Harrington. Lee if Harrington yes. with
0: How Can You Not Be There? Maybe <laughs> yes, not. And if you Google, reason. it's not the dog trainer. It's the other one.
3: Yes. <laughs> Lee Harrington you know, a uh, veteran of the erotic awakening exactly. podcast yeah, network. Everywhere. Um, uh, but, but yeah, um, just, you know, of course be aware of anyone who talks about, uh, the one true way, um, because it's, once again, it's something that is, is unique and personal to you and you do it the way you want to do it.
2: Yeah. Cause like coming into it, I, um, cause we met over FetLife and I didn't actually know what DDLG was when I came into this relationship and I kind of made it up as I went along of, okay, so I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to be the person that I normally am. Just, I'm allowed to actually go all the way there mm-hmm. was kind of, cause I'll walk around the mall with my best friend and want to go into the Disney store. Mm-hmm. That is my audit. That is 22 year old Abby wants to go into the Disney store and look at all the pretty things. And even when I go into places that, like, Hot Topic as a 22-year-old that have Disney things, that is the section I go to. That is automatic. Like, even, even adult me with the crazy hair and all that kind of shit, like, I still love that kind of stuff. I would rather be wearing something that has, like, toothless from How to Train Your Dragon on it than anything else. That would, that would make me happy. So, Coming into it, I didn't have the framework that some people might get from books or whatever, which are very helpful. Like, I was reading The Big Book of Littles, and it had suggestions for what to do when you're little, and no one had ever given me that kind of list before, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's really cool. I hadn't thought of that. Like, playing with bubbles, like, little, random little things, uh, no pun intended, of... things that I could do and I hadn't thought of them before. So that was definitely, uh, definitely very helpful, but coming into it, I didn't really know what was prescribed and I made out okay. And
3: then there's 45 year old me who will walk into Hot Topic and be like, oh, look, there's the Sanrio section. Maybe <laughs> I c- there's a bunch of Hello Kitty stuff and maybe I can find a Bats maru thing, but... Somehow, I found the only little in the world who does not like Hello Kitty stuff, and I'm sadly disappointed because I, a 45-year-old male, likes Hello Kitty stuff.
0: And I will say there is some advantage to that. That is exactly why I would take, you know, if you pick up... When I would pick up our kids and you can take them, oh, it's like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like going and seeing Disney movies or... But the kid does, so I'll take the kid. And you're sitting there enjoying the hell out of it. Exactly. I don't want to play with Lego, but I'll bust it up for the kid. And <laughs> exactly. Get off my pieces. That's my... Okay. Uh, one more question for you, if you don't mind. Yes. Gary, are you kidding me? Have you never thought to yourself regarding the six-year-old Abby? Just wait till you turn 18, young lady, and you're <laughs> out of here.
3: Well, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I'm I I I guess, but you know, she's the breadwinner in the family. <laughs> I don't want to kick this 6-year-old out. She's making all the money right uh, now. There you go.
2: thanks. I'm glad I know what I'm around for. You're so, around for a lot more than
0: that. <laughs> so, Gary, Abby, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. If people have additional questions, can they reach you somehow somewhere?
2: Yeah, uh, Fat Life is Easy, Manic Pixie Dream, M A N I C. P-I-X-I-D-R-E-A-N.
3: and ebo e b o e a lot less letters <laughs> and a lot less to remember. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. E b o e. Got
0: it. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks. Our in music is provided by Pocket Universe. You're currently listening to a song called Wind.
1: And the person we've seen most recently is Christy. The current sender of tentacles is Stephanie. And the provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer and the Good Witch of the North.
0: And the official food that goes on Boob is garlic cheese and white pepper sprinkled popcorn.
1: Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.